What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. It's the holiday season and do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I am in a good mood. This is the Christmas episode of the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I know I said happy all those other holidays. And if you do celebrate those other holidays, happy to you those days, right? Happy those days. Happy every fucking day. Um, I celebrate Christmas and I'm a big old Christmas boy. I love myself some Christmas. So we'll be talking. This is the Christmas episode of the podcast. But before I get into, get into anything, let's give some thank yous, huh? Thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. Quick note to the Patreon subscribers. Your bonus episode is a little late. I did not forget about it. You will be getting that episode, okay? Normally I drop them, you know, it should have been dropped. Wife got COVID. It was a whole fucking thing. I... It's just a rough time of year. I've been trying to dodge sickness left and right. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes, but I just wanted you to know. I want you to know it is it's going to be there, okay? Big thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. Thank you to the YouTube subscribers, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you support me on. I really appreciate that. Exciting stuff. I'm in a good, I'm in a good place, everybody. I'm in a good place. As we all know, a couple episodes I wasn't, but uh, a little new material will go a long way if you're a comedian. New jokes fucking hitting kids. They are hitting. And that is what you love to see. There's always this weird down moment after you record an hour, uh, which I did in October in good old New York City, where it's like, all right, I'm done with that material now. And that material had a heavy, when you guys see it one day, when the special comes out, you'll understand why I, I love the material. I'm proud as hell about the material, but there were certain jokes that took an emotional toll after a while and I'm glad and they're, they're funny though. Don't get me wrong. They're funny. I wasn't going to do that shit. You see in stand comedy nowadays where someone's like, Hey, excuse me uh, for the next seven to 10 minutes, I'm going to not be funny. Um, and then you guys are going to call this art later, even though I'm a fucking stand-up comedian. And the whole point is to be funny. God, that drives me nuts. Still. I talk about some heavy shit, of course, as you guys can imagine anyone who's been following this podcast over the last year, uh, you know, my father passed away at the, beginning not beginning end of january of 2022 so obviously i can't wait for this piece of shit year to be over with and the holidays have been tough uh as you can imagine but i'm a, i'm still a christmas boy and i like the joy of christmas so i'm hoping to spread some christmas cheer for all of those uh, of you out there i hope it's going well for you uh we'll have some fun with it here here's something interesting before i get into a lot of the christmas holiday stuff man cold weather will beat down anybody Yesterday, it was 11 degrees when I was taking my two sons to school, 11 degrees at like 8.15 in the morning, and get in the car, and I said, it is freezing out there. Obvious statement, of course. And my three-year-old son says, well, it is Chicago. And I thought to myself, who the hell taught you that phrase? Where did you learn that? Where did you pick that up? Well, it's Chicago. I'm like, you're three. You should not be sounding like a 54-year-old teamster. You know what I mean? Who's just life's just been knocking him down his ass and he's just given up where he's like, ah, what can you do? Like, you know, you're not supposed to be that guy yet. You know, you're three. When I say it's freezing out there, you should be like, it's so cold. You should agree with me. You shouldn't be like, hey, dickhead, it's Chicago. What'd you think? What'd you think when you had me be born in this town? Huh? His older brother has it worse. So those of you who don't know, I have two sons, five years old and three years old. Three-year-old son was born in downtown Chicago. My five-year-old son, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and was born in Pasadena. That's where the hospital was. Great hospital. He was born in California. 
So when he gets older and can really comprehend it, there's going to be a day when he's eight years old, shoveling snow with me. And he's going to say, where the, where the hell was I born again? I go, California. He's going to be like, well, what's the temperature there right now? And I'm gonna be like, about 77. And he's going to say, fuck you, dad. That's going to be the first ever fuck you, dad. There's always that moment where fathers and sons or mothers and daughters, parents, kids, all of us get mad at their parent. And I think that's going to be the one where he's going to just be like, you know what? Fuck you, dad. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I wanted to come home. All right. Trust me. You're better off being a Chicago kid than an LA kid. And that's not to knock LA kids. I know a lot of people who were born and raised in LA. I like them just fine. I just feel like with my DNA and, um, you know, my genetics and temperament and all that, and my offspring is better situated in a city that has seasons, right? That's, I think that's the healthy move. I do have a famously bad temper. One of my favorite jokes that I had heard when I announced I was going to become a dad about a little over five years, almost six years ago now. Holy shit, time is flying too fast. Well, you know, you, may, you do the big baby announcement thing. And, uh, you know, we're expecting baby Kilgallen do blah, blah, blah. And I remember my my best friend, Michael Pecco. Shout out, Pecco. Um, grew up with I'm Norm since birth, that dude. He had said, uh, I think he said something like that. That baby's going to need uh, anger management in the womb. Something funny like that. And I remember just being like, that's a good one. That is a good one. But I've been much calmer nowadays. I am a big proponent of therapy. And uh, I've been more chill. I've been very zen-like. Um, that is not all that true. I still go in fits of rage. I don't think you could ever just eradicate that. I think you get better. You get calmer. Anyone out there who's struggling with a bad temper. I, I people, Everyone who knows me is like, yeah, man, you've been so much better. And I go, I appreciate that, you know? But of course it's going to happen. The only thing that's a bummer is like when you work on something like a temper, when you lose it, you immediately think like, fuck, if I had one of those like days without incident things you see on like construction sites, you know, days without a workplace injury or whatever, you know, I have 27 days in a row, days without kill gallon freaking the fuck out. That goes right back to zero now. That's a bummer. I don't think it could ever get like, I can never make it like to a hundred days. That'd be incredible. I don't even know who I was. If I made it to 100 days without snapping about something, I want to know who I'd be. That wouldn't be me. I'd be a whole, whole different person. You'd have to like surgically cut out the piece of my brain that reacts that way. But I do, I do take great pride in the fact that through working on it, it's been less and less. You know what I mean? That's the thing you just want to minimize. And, and yeah, that's fine. Because sometimes you got to lose it. Sometimes you got to just be like, yeah, fuck you. You know, and you, you got to let it all out. I don't think it's healthy to keep it bogged down, you know, because then you're just going fits of rage. And that's where whiskey becomes your guy. You know what I mean? Um, yes, it is the holiday season, everybody. Um, I did not. I thought to myself, I'm like, should I decorate my background super Christmas? I did not. But I do have one holiday, like, uh, ornament, I guess. It was, would it be an ornament? I don't even know. In the If you're watching on YouTube, maybe you, you might not notice it. But here it is. I'm going to grab it right off the shelf. It is a miniature Seinfeld Festivus pole. Huh? You feel that? I'm going to ting it. That's good solid steel right there. On the bottom of it says copyright Castle Rock Entertainment. The company that produced Seinfeld was Castle Rock Entertainment, which I believe is owned by Rob Reiner. I think the Reiners have a big part of that. But it is. It's a cool little thing. I'll show you guys the box it came in. I won this, believe it or not. See, it's got uh, Frank Costanza right there in the cover. It's got the Seinfeld logo. It says a Festivus for the rest of us. It's a Festivus desktop pole and a set of three greeting cards, which I thought was pretty damn cool. And it's got, uh, again, uh, Ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller, 
comedy legend. And it says, I've got a lot of problems with you people. If you've never seen the Festivus episode of Seinfeld, turn this podcast off right now and go find that. Seinfeld is, of course, available on Netflix and is also on 17 times a day on various local channels and Comedy Central. Okay, so uh, I won this when in Los Angeles they did like a Seinfeld studio pop-up thing where you could go in and they they had like Jerry's apartment in there. And I remember taking some pictures with my wife and like we did like the whole Elaine get out thing where she's pushing me and we're sitting on Jerry's couch and you got to tour that. And then they had some other fun like stuff like that. And it was like a random, you know, draw where I won that. It was pretty cool. But I remember when I posted the picture of us in Jerry's kitchen, so many comments were like, dude, this looks just like the Seinfeld kitchen. Your, your kitchen's like the Seinfeld kitchen. And it was baffling to the point where I like I started responding. It is the Seinfeld kitchen and people kept going and going. And I'm like, are you guys fucking dumb? I just had to ask. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I would never be that mean and blunt to anybody. But it was something where I'm like, is this a joke? Are you guys all playing a joke on me right now? And then a few other people started commenting going, dude, this is unreal. Like, they think they don't get that you're in a stu- Like, I thought it was clear that I was on a set. I'll share the pictures with you guys on Twitter and Instagram because it is remarkable. Or if I have time, I'll put them in the video the version of this podcast. Um, I don't know where they are. My wife, I know, has a, all of them, though. But it's something crazy like that where I'm like, some people just don't take the time to think. Like, why would I decorate my apartment just like Seinfeld's? Why would it look just like everything about it was the same? You didn't notice that? I don't know. I don't know. Some foolish people. All right. So we are about, it's December 20th. Tuesday, December 20th, Christmas this year on a weekend. Not a fan of, by the way. It kind of throws everything off. I like when it's like middle of the week type of deal. It just feels better. It's got my kids' school. My kids are still in school right now on December 20th. They get out the 22nd. I think they're off the 23rd, which is what, Friday? And then, yeah, they, they're it's weird. And then they're two weeks after. I, I, it seems strange to me. Anyhow, I am going hard in the paint with Christmas movies right now. But I've noticed I'm doing something that I don't like. I'm putting the movies on. These are, of course, movies I've seen a million times. They're comfort. They're comforting to watch the same old movies this time of year. I'm, t- I'm playing on my phone while I'm watching them. You gotta, we got to stop doing that. You know, we all put on a familiar movie, but we don't even enjoy it. We're, we're kind of half in and half on our phones. So what I'm doing is I'm throwing the phone in the other room. I don't need it. People could wait. You could wait. And this is the time of year you need a little extra courtesy for people. Understand that this time of year whether they love the holiday season or they hate it. Cause look, it's hard for some people. Some people are just like, I never had a good growing up or it reminds me of people who aren't in my life anymore. And it's stressful and ah, all that kind of nonsense. Right. Not that it's nonsense, but you hear what I'm saying. Give people a break in the sense that I've, there's, I've sent a few messages out to some people. Actually, one of them I didn't. So now I need to follow up, but here's what I did do. I said, Hey, love to meet up with you to chat about this. Of course, after the holidays. So, you know, let's work out something in January, first week of January. It makes it easy. Can you imagine hitting someone up on December 20th being like, hey, what are you doing this week? It's like, a lot, motherfucker. I'm doing a lot. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? I'm doing last-minute shopping. I'm trying to do last-minute fun Christmas stuff. I'm doing a lot that does not involve you and acquaintance. So, come on. Get it together. I wouldn't be, I would, they should respond with no. They should respond with no. And you'd be like, well, I'd even tell you what I want to meet about. No, here's why it's no, because you didn't put in any thought into what's going on in my life. So there you go. Strong. No coming your way. Here's worth the thing though. Here's the thing about this time of year too. If you're one of those people who gets all your shopping done early, good for you. I don't know how you do it. 
Because to me, I love the giving aspect of Christmas, um, especially when I have kids now. It's really fun to see the looks on their faces Christmas morning when they get what they wanted. And they're just like, oh, my God. Right. They get so pumped up. Do you remember what that was like when you were a kid? Remember how fantastic that feeling was? Like Christmas morning. You know, say so you're six years old and you're five years old. And you're like, Santa came. He's He came. There's freaking presents under that tree. Yes. Right. And you're just so jacked up. You were, you know, and it's just, and you, you open the gifts and there's things you wanted that you got. And you're like, yes. And then there's some stuff that maybe you didn't even know you wanted, but you got it now. And you're happy about that. There's just a lot of love in that on that morning. That it does break my heart when I hear about people who didn't really get that. So. I, I, I like that I'm in the position now where I get to do that for my kids, you know, um, cause I, I had great Christmases growing up. So the struggle I have though, this last week, cause we're basically done. We actually did a good job this year of getting out in front of it. And, um, we even started wrapping presents last night, which I thought was huge. Cause in the, the past couple of years, we're up until 1am Christmas Eve wrapping gifts. And, you know, one of us is on standby in case we hear the kids wake up in the middle of the night. So it's kind of like, you know, I remember one time I've got like, they were younger, so I had like a baby monitor still. And I'm like, I hear movement, I hear movement, hide it, hide it. Like, you're, we're like doing some sort of CIA operation at that point. You know, you got the gifts and then you got to like sneak them up and you got to wait. You know, sometimes you think to yourself, all right, they've been asleep for a good solid hour, but you're like, are they dead asleep? Sometimes it takes me a long time. It would take me a long time to fall asleep on Christmas Eve when I was a kid. Because then you start to wonder, you start to look out that window and be like, maybe I'll see Santa, you know? You, you get excited. So I almost feel like you should drug your kids to get them to go to sleep on Christmas Eve. You know, not like anything hard, but I don't know. What does a shot of tequila do to a six-year-old? I don't think it, it doesn't damage their liver. They don't need to go to a hospital. One shot won't give them alcohol poisoning. They'll probably knock them out. You might not even have to do a full shot. You should probably mix it in something out of respect because they would notice. A six-year-old taking straight tequila would definitely notice that. So you'd probably have to go, hmm orange juice and like half a shot of tequila would probably work to to knock out your kid that way you're free to do what you got to do on christmas eve i think that's the plan so i just gave great advice right there you're all very welcome now i'm gonna give some other good shopping advice because what i was gonna say was this week even though we're mostly done i still have this feeling like did i give them enough did i give them enough you don't want to spoil them but you definitely don't want to be you don't want them going back to school. That was actually what's nice about their age they're at right now is they're five and three. So they don't really have that competition thing going. Do you remember being in like fourth grade when you'd get back after Christmas break and the friends you didn't really see all the time would be like, dude, what'd you get for Christmas? You'd be like, dude, I got this. And they're like, you got that. I got this. And you're like, all right, well, I don't even know what the fuck. That, I didn't even want that. You think I wanted that piece of shit thing? I didn't want that. And then later you're like, fuck, that thing was cool. I didn't even know what the hell that was. That's not the kid you want, you, you know? It's a t it's tough. It's tough. I, I saw, I remember being a kid when Jurassic Park dinosaurs were big and I got the T-Rex where like a part of his side came out because he got bitten into, I guess, by like a raptor. Getting that being like, this is awesome. Then I had a friend who had one that was like even bigger. And I'm like, I didn't know they made a bigger one. How did you get that one? There's always that one kid that just cannot wait to show off his gifts. And you don't even want your kid to be that kid. You don't want your kid to be the kid that had everything. But you don't want to be the kid that has like nothing. You don't want them feeling like, oh man, I wish I had so-and-so's dad. You don't want that. But then you also don't want it where they're like, 
all of these kids have it better than I do. You want somewhere, I don't even say middle. Say there's 30 kids in the class. You want them to be in the top 10 in Christmas presents. You know? Number one, nobody really likes that kid. Hmm. They might use him for his video game systems, but nobody really, really loves that kid. You know, they, they'll they drop him as soon as they can because that kid's usually a dick. The kid with, who's got the worst has nothing is almost better than being the kid who's everything because the kid who has nothing, you might hang around with him just to feel better about yourself. You know, you might be like, I didn't get everything I want, but at least I'm better than this. Jesus Christ, man. Kid literally got coal and that, like, but to play with. That was like, that was the gift. Like, oh, we could throw him in the air. It's fun, you know? So you don't want that. But to be in like the top, top third, it's a pretty sweet spot right there. You're better than average, but you're not to the point where people are just like, oh, fuck this kid. Because there's always the one kid shows up and it's like, look at this new jacket I got. Look at the new this, new that. And they can't wait to tell you what they got isn't as good as what they got. And that kid sucks. Because you really want to tell them. I figured it out when I was young. I remember being like in fifth grade and being like, hey, your parents are trying to buy your love. All right. They don't love each other anymore. And divorce is on the horizon. That's why they're going overboard with these presents. Yeah, I hope that you I hope you love all the video games you got. That's wonderful. Oh, it's one. Yeah, brag about it. Make us all feel poor. That's wonderful. But just so you know, the love in that home is going away. Yeah, it's going away real soon. Yeah, your dad is already banging someone else. Okay. Just be, have fun celebrating two Christmases soon, just so you know. That's that's what's next for those people. So yeah, you don't want your kid to be that kid. Um, I hope they don't compete anymore. And I hope parents are smarter about that kind of stuff too. I remember reading a thing where they said, hey, the gifts that are from Santa don't have it be the most expensive gift because then some other kid is going to be like, oh, Santa got me um, this, you know, Captain America toy that costs like 12 bucks somewhere. And then this other kid's going to be like, well, Santa got me a Nintendo Switch. And they're going to be like, well, what the fuck, Santa? You know, he gets a $300 gift. I get a $12 gift. That's you don't do that. So what you do is the most expensive gift you say is from you, the parent. That way, when the kid's like, oh, my mom and dad bought me a Nintendo Switch, the other kid's just like, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. No, you know, your parents are doing a little bit better financially than mine. Doesn't bother me. They'll love my parents. I had a great Christmas regardless. Non-competition with you, Mikey. You know, that's the dialogue that goes down. And that makes sense. Think about it this way. If you're, I know as a parent, the most expensive gift I want my kid to know I got. Why am I letting some mythical fat fuck take credit for my excellent shopping? I'm a wonderful shopper. I don't need this guy taking credit for that. I want I want them to be like, oh, you see that football over there? Santa got you the football. See the Tinker Toys? Santa. Awesome shit? Me. This guy right here got you the awesome shit. Just, just so you know. All right, let's. So that way, a few months from now, if you're being a little bratty, I'll just point to all the awesome shit and be like, you see all this? You're welcome. Keep running your mouth. There's a dumpster it could find itself in. Have I made myself clear? Have I made myself clear? Luckily, I don't have that problem with my kids. Three-year-old's going through some terrible three-year-old stuff, but the kid's so damn awesome when he's not mad. Um, I do say terrible three-year-olds as a reminder. Terrible twos is a lie. Three is when the kids get kind of dickish. Um, both my sons at three. My five-year-old's cool now because he's five, but my youngest son who's three is going, he's in the middle of it. Man, dude, I don't know what it is about three. I think it's because they learn to say no. They learn they can run away from you. You know, you'll be like, hey, come put your coat on. No. And then he just runs into the other room and he doesn't know time. They don't get that. Hey, pal, we got to be here at this time. You running away from me, hiding under tables, taking the socks off that I already put on you isn't helping 
fucking anybody right now. You understand me? And he's like, oh, you said a bad word. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to say 10 more fucking bad words if you don't shape up, pal. That's the thing, too. When you become a dad, when you get, like, mad, you start saying phrases you've never said in your life. I, I've said shape up. You better shape up, pal. I don't. No one I know has ever said that. Here's one I say a lot, too. I'll be like, dude, the next time you put your shoes on right away, when I tell you to put your shoes on right away, will be the first time you put your shoes on right away when I tell you to put your shoes on right away. Like, things like that. It's just... It's it's killer. It's killer. I mean, but then they do the cutest shit and then you're like, oh, it's all worth it. I love you so much. You're the best. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought about the movie uh, Ace Ventura and I said, alrighty then, you know, Jim Carrey. It's probably a bad impression. I hope I didn't hurt anybody's ears. Remember, he was like, alrighty then. It was like a big thing to say, alrighty then. So I said it just randomly. Three-year-old heard it, laughed, and now he's been rocking around the house being like, alrighty then. And I'm like, how can I ever be mad at you? You're too damn cute. Look at you. Look how much fun you are. Come on, let's go wrestle. I'm gonna go throw you on the couch. You know, it's like, yeah, it's one of those things. I just, I just keep telling myself when he's in those three-year-old moments where it's like, oh man, what is wrong with you, pal? I gotta tell myself, Joe, just a phase. It's all part of being three. He's growing out of it. Soon he'll be awesome when he's four again, like he was when he was two. Just three-year-olds are just that's how they are. They're three. It's all good. Just take it in a notch. Take a breath. The breathing thing is big. I've been working on my breathing. Trying to just take it in sometimes. I think we rush around too much in life. We think everywhere we go in the car, rushing, rushing, rushing. I got to rush here. I got to rush there. I got to rush everywhere. Take the breaths. And also, don't be afraid to say no to some stuff. I think that's kind of a big thing. You know, I, I not even know. People think no is just so negative. I think the word no could be a positive when it's used to benefit yourself. Someone says to you, hey, you want to go over here right now? And you know, no, that's a bad time to go to that place. I'm not going to go there right now. And then they kind of look at you like, hey, man, I like peace. I enjoy myself. I enjoy peace. That won't bring me peace going to that mall at this time. Not going to happen. So then you then you got to do things your own way. I remember yesterday I was like, I will go to Target at 830 in the morning on a Monday because it won't be bad. And guess what? It wasn't. It was great. And when I started to leave there, that's when the animals started driving in. So I'm like, I did, I did smart. Here's another example. Went to the mall over the weekend. I know you never go to a mall over the weekend. And, but then I realized the biggest problem with the mall is the parking situation. So as I'm approaching this mall and it's already backed up, like the cars are barely moving. I was like, oh God, this sucks. But the mall was only about a block and a half from where I was. Like I could see the, that, that light that we're all, we're all stopped for was the mall intersection. I look ahead, there's a police car with the sirens and I'm like, oh, they're they're having police help navigate traffic. Oh, this thing is, why? Joe, you know better. Then I look to my right, there's a parking lot for a different restaurant. I'm like, this is a restaurant. At this time, it's gonna be too busy to know that I'm not going into the restaurant. So I parked my car and then walked the block and a half into the mall. Stress-free. And I get some exercise. It was, I, I was so proud of myself. It was such a genius move. I looked, I saw an open parking spot. I'm like, Oh, I turned, I turned right into this parking lot that nobody else was even sniffing around because they're all lazy. They're all like, I'm not going to walk a block and a half. That's how the average person is nowadays. You tell like, I, I'll go into parking lots and I see people circling around. I'm like, just park further back. The back row's free. I don't want to park in the back row because then I have to move my legs. And how dare I move my legs? I am, I am 41 years old. I am not a leg mover anymore. It's like you can't fucking walk. 
it was oh my god i could not tell you how like easy it was to park where i did then have to circle around walked into the mall and once you're in the mall though if you have any kind of skill you can navigate around people and thankfully i knew exactly the stuff i was going to get so i walked right into a place grabbed the thing paid gone i was spending mere minutes one place i think i was in for 90 seconds tops i saw the item there was no no one was in the line at that moment i jumped right in the line paid left and the woman who saw me walk in like the cashier she saw the whole thing and she i swear to god gave me a military salute she went right up and just went bam and i was just like tell fucking your friends about me and i i left it was it was, it was yeah and then I went, and then walking back to the car dude the joy on my face walking back to my car seeing every hearing honking horns all these stressed out people just beeping me like fucking no nice blinker you piece of shit oh i fucking hate my family just everyone losing their mind and here i am strolling dude i was kind of doing like the uh vince mcmahon strut you know what i mean getting the arms going right a little bit a little bit of conor mcgregor walk you know feeling like a badass like oh look at these dummies all i gotta do is stand away for this light to change like changes just like dude i even did like a little pep pep in my step thing i was i was dancing while i was walking you know what i mean high-fiving strangers and they were like, what was that high five for? I'm like, you know what it's for. Look around us. We aren't in these cars. And they're like, yeah, my man, Merry Christmas. It was not, it's just avoiding the stressful situations. We could all do it. We could all do more of that. You just have to plan ahead. You just have to take that extra couple moments to yourself and think about the, like the result around it. I think it's because I've been reading these Jack Reacher books. He's one of those guys where when he walks into a restaurant, he knows where all the exits are, kind of like a Jason Bourne thing. You know, when you do that, when you take those extra moments, you see where potential danger lies. Um, I've learned this as a parent. I don't tell my sons about a special thing we're going to do unless it's 100% going to happen. Because you'd be, you'd be surprised the number of times you tell a kid, hey, we're going to do this. And then later on, we can't do that. Because it's like you tell the five-year-old, hey, we're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese after school. Yes. But then the three-year-old starts throwing up at two o'clock. You're not going to Chuck E. Cheese. And then now the now the five year old's pissed off at you because you promised you promised Chuck he didn't get any Chuck, and the three year old's pissed because he's sick and doesn't know how to cope with being sick. So now you have two children who are fucking angry at you. So you don't you know like just things like that. That's what I learned. Because remember one time my wife was about to say, "Guess where we're going?" And I like had to grab her leg and be like, "Don't fucking say anything. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the future holds." And she looked at me and she's like, "You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right." And he's like, "What's going to happen?" Oh, nothing. We're just going to listen to some fun songs. And he's like, "That's it, mom. That's a big surprise. Fun songs. You'd rather have that." Because then he just laughed it off, thinking, "You're silly, mom. You know, we listen to these songs all the time. Not a big deal." <sighs> you know, it is a big deal though. Talking this much without taking a break, I feel like uh, I need some water, but there's no water nearby, and the podcast is about wrapping up. Um, all right, top five Christmas movies. I'm going to nail them real fast for you. Number one shifts every year. I think right now I'm going Christmas vacation. Number two, Home Alone. Number three, A Christmas Story. Number four, Elf. Number five, Home Alone 2. I, I love Home Alone 2. I like the sequel a lot. If I had to go with a six, I might have to say, I like It's a Wonderful Life, but I haven't seen that in forever. Some of those really, really old ones like Miracle on 34th Street and stuff just don't really resonate with me so much anymore. So much as of, of what we love about Christmas is the nostalgia, taking us back to our, our youth and taking us back to being little kids. Um, I still dig the Frosty the Snowman and the Red, 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 Red Reindeer cartoons. 
showed those to my boys. They they're into them. I like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, the first one. Polar Express, I dig. Uh, although the animation isn't the best, it's kind of creepy animation. Um, my son's never felt creepy about it. I think a lot of people my age did because the year it came out, we were all like, when they come out, like 2003, 2004. So I think maybe, no, I don't know, maybe earlier, 2000. I think I was like in high school when it came out. So, you, you know, teenagers, we'd be like, oh, that's weird looking because it was such new animation than anything that came out before it. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas, I can't consider a Christmas movie. It's more Halloween. It's it's like 85% Halloween. So I'm not putting that in there. I don't call Die Hard a Christmas movie. I'm sorry, everybody. Other than them being at a Christmas party, there's nothing Christmassy about it, really. It's just the backdrop. Let it be one of the greatest action movies of all time, which it is. It doesn't have to be a Christmas movie, too. And the people who push it so much, I, I, I just disagree with you. I feel like part of you just does it to get all the people who say it's not a Christmas movie, pissed off. I think some of the evidence for it not being a Christmas movie is the fact that it came out in July. Um, I don't really remember any actual Christmas singing. I don't know any Christmas lesson to be learned there. Uh, not that the other ones always have that. Or I guess you know some of them have like meaning to it, like Home Alone's about family. Um, the Santa Claus about belief. Um, Christmas Vacation is again about family and you know, give the guy, what does each character want in that? Clark Griswold wants the ultimate Christmas. That's his big thing. Um, in a Christmas story, he wants a, a Red Rider BB gun toy. And that whole movie is about relating to that moment in your life where you wanted something so bad. And man, the dad in that's great. The dad in a Christmas story all time. He's also the dad in Billy Madison. Just his face. Next time you watch a Christmas story, hopefully soon, just watch the facial expressions. You got, you got to watch them. All right. I'm going to let you guys go on that one. Uh, you know, this podcast, like when I go solo, I like to just rant for about 30 minutes on what's going on in the world. Uh, you heard my top five Christmas movies. Uh, try to be a little generous this time of year. If you can, I, I know it's tough on some people totally respect that. Uh, just try to be good to each other. You know, don't rush around so much, put the phone down, be present with those around you. Uh, wear some silly socks, uh, right? Wear the dumb sweater, you know, eat a little bit more than you should eat. Uh, just enjoy it all. Soak it all in. Okay. Because, um, last year at this time, I mentioned the beginning of my wife had COVID. She's fine now. Thankfully she, she's 100% good to go. I'm trying to dodge it. I, I do not get it either. Um, but last Christmas I had COVID. I only had COVID once and it was last Christmas. So I didn't get to spend that Christmas with my family. My father thankfully showed up at my house, even though he wasn't supposed to. We we're like, don't come over. I've got COVID, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he came over anyway, wore a mask, stopped by for like an hour or two, uh, not even probably an hour tops. And, um, and I didn't get to go to my family Christmas, which, you know, knowing what I know now, you know, if I would have known he was going to die five, six weeks later, you know, I would have gone, I would have, which then you don't want to give anyone COVID, which thankfully I didn't, he didn't die of COVID. Um, so yeah, you know, I was glad I didn't get him sick, but in the same regard, it's it sucks because Christmas with my dad was is one of the highlights of my life. Um, you know, I spent every Christmas with my father, except last year with COVID, and then the Christmas, um, one of the Christmases in LA when my wife was pregnant because it was too hard to fly back because she was like due. We were due in middle like February fourteenth. Valentine's Day was the due date for my first son, so it was just a little bit tough that time of year. So we're like, all right, we'll just. Sadly, stay home, start staying in LA for Christmas this year. And, uh, but every other one, you know, I was with my dad. So um, I'm sure that's why I'm telling everyone to enjoy yourselves. 
don't rush around soak it in um don't sweat the small stuff like little things just like, enjoy the people enjoy your people um stay a little bit later than you normally would i'm just trying to think of what are the little things i could do to help brighten your holiday spirit um give a little forgive a little don't worry about certain things um trust that it'll all work out and and be in the moment be present and uh have yourself and hope you get great presents have yourselves a merry christmas everyone and happy hanukkah as well to my jewish listeners i love you guys all very much and uh happy kwanzaa whatever else you celebrate and a happy festivus for the rest of us all right cheers everybody